This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jace Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard and good! Jace Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Oh! Oh no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and the most well-bathed man in McPherson. (laughs) Mr. Steve Sell. Steve has taken four showers this morning. He's washed the dishes. He has taken every ounce of water that he could possibly have and pumped it right down the drain. Steve, good afternoon. I haven't done any of those things. Steve got the warning from the city of McPherson, and they said, hey, you've got to limit your water usage for the next 48 to 72 hours, or all this water's going to start backing up the sewage into people's homes. And he said, well, time to wash the car. Time to take all that water and dump it right down the drain. I didn't do that. Time to brush my teeth for five minutes and leave the water running. Good for you, Steve. You're rebelling against the man. I didn't do that. He came in here and started washing his hands and turned on the faucets and the disposal was cranked up. I don't think we have a disposal. No, we don't have a disposal. But good to see you, Steve. Good to see you're well bathed. I was nervous about you for a while. I didn't do any of that stuff. Well, now I'm a little bit afraid that you're going to go a while without taking a bath or I a shower. I was going to say, I don't do baths. Without bathing. Yeah. I'm a little nervous for you. I'll be fine. I don't think it's up to you. I think it's up to your coworkers well, and the people that work very closely with you on I'll, what we determine is you being fine. All, all I know is I've got phone calls ringing in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every line has been lit up for about three hours. Well, luckily you were able to go home and turn on the shower and make a smoothie and dump it down the drain and, <laughs> and, and, and feel pretty good. I didn't do that. Well, Steve, are you excited for a big day? It's Tuesday. We've been waiting on this. Soccer State quarterfinals coming up tonight at McPherson Stadium. You feel like you're at an emotional high right now. Do you get that way? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I just, you're, I just, you're just bubbly. I just wish the weather was better. I mean, and you wish you could take that cup of water and dump it down the drain. That's right, but uh, no, I just wish the weather were better because the weather's going to play a roll tonight. It may not be raining, but it's going to be windy. Um, it's going to, uh, you know, kind of, I think, kind of be an equalizer. I think it just really puts, it, it kind of evens the game up between both teams. But McPherson Valley Center, two very good defensive teams, could have a one-zero game, a two-one game. Both teams have only allowed, I think, eight goals all year. So uh, it's, I just like our chances. I shouldn't say our chances. McPherson's chances tonight because they just have a little more offensive firepower. 
Well, Steve, I want to talk about that matchup here in just a few more minutes, but last night, did you get to watch Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals between Golden State and Portland? I watched three quarters of it. I think Portland was up double digits when I went to bed. Well, sure. And I said before I went to bed, I don't have to watch this. Golden State will come back and win like they always do because they're going to say, oh, time to start playing, time to quit being bored. Sure enough, Golden State shook off the doldrums. Although both teams, let's face it, those first three quarters, I've never seen such terrible defense by two teams. Neither one of them played a lick of defense. Uh, I think the, the score was in the 90s for both teams. But in the end, Golden State, just as we always think they will, came back and won the game. So we've been having this debate and the conversation the last couple of days without Kevin Durant in this series for the Warriors. We've been talking about, well, is this team better without Kevin Durant? The other thing you have to remember here, they're also without DeMarcus Cousins. Right. Last night, they were also without Andre Iguodala. Yeah. So three of their best seven players were hurt. They were not playing. As long, and this is a team that still found ways to win. As long as it's not Draymond Green, Steph Curry, or Clay Thompson that's out, the Warriors can take those three players. It's it's like LeBron. LeBron took a bunch of clowns, except for maybe a couple players, and got them to the Eastern Conference Finals like umpteen years, years in a row. Eight years in a row. Eight years. Well, he wasn't at Cleveland all eight years, was he? He was for four years in Miami and four years in Cleveland. Okay. Well, I'm talking about... At least at Miami, had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Mario Chalmers. But uh, at Cleveland, he had Kevin Love. and then What do you mean? Kevin Love's really good. Well, that's what I'm saying. He had Kevin Love and one – who was it? Kyrie for a couple years. Yeah, those guys are pretty good. But that's it. I mean, but still, as long as the Warriors have Curry, Draymond, and Thompson, they don't miss a game, they're going to be just fine. You You could put Laurel and Hardy out there with those three guys, and they'd be competitive. I think this was the series and the statement series for this Golden State team in the middle of this dynasty where they've won three of the last four NBA titles and a chance now at four of five and also making it to the finals for five consecutive years. Last night in this entire series was a statement to the rest of the NBA, a statement to everybody that watches that this is not about Kevin Durant. This is not about one guy. This is about a team, and the three that you mentioned being the biggest part of that team, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and their greatness and togetherness through this run. Steph Curry finished with the triple-double last night. Draymond Green had a triple-double. It's the first time in the NBA postseason's history that two guys on the same team both had a triple-double. I'm starting to think they hand assists out like candy, though, because it just seems like – I mean, I, I watch those. Their, their, their definition of assist – Yeah, but might, when you make 12 three-pointers, a lot of them are directly off of assists. Yeah. So when you make 12 three-pointers and there are, let's see, 30 assists, then that only means 18 where you have to go to the basket. Well, if the late Bob Hooper, who used to keep rebounds and assists for the McFirst Night basketball team, were charting the game – I'll bet there'd be a few less assists. Bob was really tough. He was also, you know, in baseball, he was really tough on high school kids as far as errors. I mean, he he treated the high school kids like major leaguers, and some of the plays that major leaguers can make and high school players can't make, hoop and say, eh, that's an error. Well, the point I wanted to make today, Steve, is the greatness of Steph Curry. 
Oh, yeah. And the drastic impact that he's had on the game of basketball, and I don't know if everybody gives him enough credit. And sometimes I hear it on the opposite end of people saying, I've never seen a, a group of media or whoever be so easy on a guy when he's not good. Because you can point at several performances from Steph Curry in the finals against LeBron where they where he was not very good, and especially the year that they did not win, how he was locked down a bit during that finals. But I think what we're starting to see, especially these last two series where he has had to really take over, is how good he is and how much attention that he draws and how it opens up things for other players on his team. Have you ever heard of Alfonso McKinney? No. Well, that guy scored 12 points last night for the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, he, he was the guy that they picked up off the scrap heap. And once you put a Warriors uniform on, though, it, it out turns you into an all-star. Before this postseason, had you ever heard of Kavon Looney? No. Well, he had 12 and 14 last night. Yeah, I know. That Steph Curry is not only maybe the best shooter of all time in NBA history, but he is such a good scorer. He is such a good creator, as you and Jay Billis would say, that he just makes things happen. And Draymond Green is in that same boat as well, being a creator in opening up plays for his teammates. Klay Thompson, as just a pure shooter, is so unbelievably good and such a good, good defender. But I think it comes down to Steph Curry, and it all comes back to him. Kevin Durant, of course, is very good, if not the best player in the NBA, but it's a different style. It is a Kevin Durant, give me the ball, I'm going to go score us a basket. Where Steph Curry, yeah, if you give him the ball anywhere inside half court and maybe two steps behind half court, he's going to give you a chance to score. But it's just he does so many different things and draws so much attention. Here's an interesting stat for you, Steve. So when Steph plays, but Kevin Durant does not, over I think this is the last two years, it might just be this year, Golden State is 34-4 and four overall. They have won 31 of their last 32 games when Steph plays, but Kevin Durant does not play. In the playoffs, when Kevin Durant does not play and Steph Curry plays, you want to take a guess at what their record is this year? I'm sorry, run that by me. What was the... When Steph plays, okay. but Durant does not in okay. the postseason this year. 29-1. and one. In the postseason right. this year. Oh, oh in the postseason... 11-0, probably. 7-0. 7-0. So, during this same time span, which I this, this might go a little bit further than just one year, but for the same time span, when Steph does not play and Kevin Durant does, Golden State is 28-18. and 18. Wow. So, you can see the significant impact that just having Steph Curry on the floor creates. And I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Durant. I was a longtime fan of his while he was in Oklahoma City. I still like watching him play. And I think in terms of just best score, go give me the ball and I'm going to go to the basket and get us 40 tonight. He might be one of the best that there's ever been at that. But Steph Curry is just more than that. And I think that we saw that this this series, especially against Portland. Well, the thing about having having Durant, it just makes it easier. I mean... They, the Warriors had to work hard without him to win those games. They run right. them, but they have to work a lot harder. With with KD, you know, they can just lollygag through two and a half quarters and then turn it on whenever they want to. So with this Warriors team, they're going to the finals. 
for the fifth consecutive year, which I believe is the most since some of those Celtics Boston, teams went right in the fifties and sixties. I think they made eight in a row. Yeah, nine out. Yeah, and I know it was it was ten out of eleven at one time. But I think they made eight in a row at right, one point in that did. stretch. They did. But it just shows the greatness of this team. And look at some of the teams and the players that they've had to beat coming out of the West. Whether it is this entire James Harden run, whether it is beating Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant in right. Oklahoma City, right. whether it's those Clippers teams with Blake Griffin that had their run, it hasn't really mattered who the other teams are because they have been so good. They didn't have to worry about the Lakers during that time. No, didn't have to worry about the Lakers, Lakers too I did much. not realize, I heard a stat yesterday, I did not realize the Lakers had missed the playoffs six years in a row. I didn't realize it stretched that far and that is I'll tell you what they have become New York West because they are almost as dysfunctional as the Knicks now and the Knicks may be the most dysfunctional franchise in professional sports history except for maybe the Cleveland Browns yeah the Cleveland Browns aren't great for the most part the Cleveland Cavaliers have been pretty dysfunctional yeah but I'll, I'll ask you this Steve You've watched the NBA for a long time since you were just a wee little lad watching Bill Russell really get after it. Right. Maybe you were watching Bill Walton. Did you see him at the end of the bench for the Blazers oh, last sure. night? Sure. Did well, you I, really? I did, not, I did not see Bill Walton, no. Whole fourth quarter in overtime, Bill Walton is standing with all the guys at the end of the bench okay, for the Blazers. I, I was, I was, I thought you meant, I saw Bill Walton in 77 when he led Portland to the championship. But you've been able to watch a lot of great teams, whether it was Jordan's Bulls, Birds, Celtics, Magic's Lakers, whoever we, Kobe and Shaq's Lakers, whoever we can go through of the great, great teams. Where do you think this Golden State team ranks compared to some of those others? I rank them, of course, er, comparing errors is so difficult. I mean, those Celtic teams from the 60s were great, but... You can't. There were like six teams in the NBA. That's right. I still like the Bulls when they had Jordan Pippen, uh, Paxson, Rodman. Kurt Rodman. I really like those Bulls teams. I just felt like defensively they were just so good. And Michael was the greatest player in the game. Everybody knows that. But you have to take into account that it happened with a little gap in the middle. Yeah. That they couldn't sustain this same greatness four out of five years. They won three titles but, in a row. But they won six out of, what, how many? Was it six out of nine or something like that? Right, but four out of five in terms of percentages is yeah. greater than six out of nine. Yeah. And, of course, the, the missing factor there was their star player decided to go ride the bus in the minor leagues. Play baseball. Which is still really weird. Is my and mind. I don't think people talk about how weird that is yeah. as much. But I think in terms of dynasties and the pure greatness, and the other thing to remember, too, is the year that they did not win the title out of this five, they were the best regular season team in the won, history yeah, of the game. Yeah, they won 73 games, but Draymond Green went all knucklehead in, in a game. And, and Andrew got, Bogut got hurt. And, yeah. and that team was better than any of the other teams. Yeah. And that's the, the crazy part about this dynasty. But I've enjoyed watching this team a lot, and I know everybody tends to not root for the dynasty, but... I like watching the Warriors, and I enjoy I just, this team. I just think I, the only reason I put the Bulls just ahead of this Warriors dynasty, I just thought they were so good defensively because, you know, you had a shot blocker in the middle in Cartwright. You had Luke Longley. You had two seven-footers. You had Rodman, who was the best offensive rebounder of all time. But what if we balance it out this way, Steve, to say that the Warriors might have become, over the last five years, 
one of the greatest offensive teams of all time. Correct. Correct. The, the, Jor- no the Jordan Bulls teams were great defensively, but this is a whole new caliber of offense that Golden State has created. And also, the NBA's changed. Back still in the in the 90s, you had to have that great big man. You know, they had Longley. They had, he wasn't great, but he was good. Bill Cartwright was really good, great shot blocker. But the Warriors get by basically with a bunch of wing players. Uh, I mean, look who their big guys are, Bogut. He plays like Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney. Alfonso McKinney playing as a forward. Yeah, now Boogie was playing. It'd be interesting to see just how they'd be had Boogie not got hurt this year. All right, Steve, we got to take our first break. We went really long right there, but good dis- good, good discussions. Mm-hmm. We're NBA gurus. Mm-hmm. We're like Stephen A. Smith. Oh, no. We're, we're very similar to him. Not as bombastic. Yeah, well, maybe not quite that bombastic. Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's talk Bullpup Soccer tonight. Soccer State Quarterfinals at McPherson Stadium. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Salvi, water conserver that he is. Yes, I am. Glad you've been saving water, helping us out. As a reminder, don't flush. Don't dump anything down the drain. I don't want any sewage backed up into my home. Is that okay with you? Can that's, you follow that protocol? Yeah, that's fine by me. 48 or 72 hours. No showers for you. Just what you can do, Steve, is go collect some of the rainwater. Yeah. Or go to one of the nearby creeks and get a big old bucket and you can go wash yourself in the creek. What do you think about that? Crick. It's, it's funny. I had somebody say, why do Kansans... I, it's a friend from out of state. They say, why do they call it crick instead of creek? It's creek. It's not crick, but we all say crick. I say crick. I don't say crick. I do. I did there jokingly. I say, I knocked it in the crick. I always say crick. I think Mark in the morning says crick. Well, I do. Because sometimes he'll say, oh boy, I'm going to be just up think, a crick. Just, yeah, just ponder that for a moment. Do you say creek or crick? It's a interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your new sell on sports yeah. topic. Yeah. Creek or Crick. Yeah. Anyway, Steve, we've got Bullpup Soccer coming up tonight. State quarterfinals at McPherson Stadium. And we talked a lot last week about trying to prove themselves, that this team was trying to make a statement to the rest of the state and say, hey, we are the real deal. And we thought that was accomplished on Thursday with oh, a nice win over Capen. That question. But there is the conversation, too, that in order to continue to make those statements and to continue to tell people, hey, we're the real deal, you got to back it up again. And tonight is one of those games where you're in the state quarterfinals. This is where these games begin to get so tough. And this is where the competition begins to get closer and closer together in terms of the competitiveness. And this is a game against the Valley Center team that, on paper, it's pretty even tonight. And this is where you make your big statement and say, we're ready to go to the Final Four, and that's what they can do tonight. Yeah, they really can, and uh, of course, uh, the other game is Carroll and Mays, and I'm thinking Carroll's going to win that game. Now, if uh, Carroll wins and McPherson wins, uh, then 
Carroll will be the number one seed, play the number two seed from the East. That's right. And McPherson be the number two seed from the West and play the number one seed in the East. That is how the bracket works. That's how the bracket works. So anyway, um, the Bullpups, it's that semi, you know, if they get to the final four, it's that semi-final round that has really kind of been this program's Achilles heel. I think you had a stat today, what, one in six in Final four games? One and six in that state semifinal final four game. The positive thing is, overall, after making it to the state quarterfinals, they've made it 10 times, now 11. They're seven and three in that game. Right. So the game tonight, they've had a lot of success. But that's a road that we can cross to whenever we get to the end of this week as well. Hopefully, with this team making a trip to Emporia, they made their statement on Thursday night, Steve. They played maybe their best game of the season. The weather conditions, it was hot, it was windy. Tonight, we believe it's going to be windy, but it's going to be wet. And I think that's a difference in this game, too, in terms of the conditions of the field. In football on a turf field, wet doesn't seem to make as big of an impact. It can with just throwing the ball around and catching it and the ball getting waterlogged. But it feels like in soccer, because there's so much dependent on running and getting to these positions and after about 10 minutes, every girl's shoes and socks are going to be full of water. I think it's going to make a big difference tonight. Well, it just depends. You know, if this rain or wind keeps blowing like it is, it's going to dry that. It's going to dry the top of the field off. So they may not be splish splashing that much on the field. What they will do though is cause the ball to skid, and you, and sometimes you're you know the, normally the bounces on a turf field are true, but if it hits a wet spot, can cause the ball to skid, and and that's really tough for the goalies because the goalies you know, are used to that true hop bouncing right to them. But if it skids, the ball won't come up. So the goalies are really going to have to do a good job of getting down and blocking the ball like on one knee or something like that. I think we are going to see two very different styles of soccer tonight. Not that McPherson is not a defensive team. or I'm not saying that they don't play good defense, but their expertise is the offensive side of things, where they've scored 107 goals while Valley Center, in their... 17 games, 16 games, however many they've played, 17, they've scored 50 goals. McPherson has scored 107 in essentially that same spot, but Valley Center has only given up eight goals this year. And it's another team that defensively, this might be a 1-0, 2-1 type of game. And the McPherson defense, uh, their stats are kind of misleading because the offense has the ball, I'd say, 70 to 75% of every game. So it'll be real interesting to see, you know, what the time of possession is tonight. If it's 50-50, I think you're looking at like a 2-1 game. I really do. We have talked about how this team is on a mission. And I think the general feel with this team, when you talk to the girls and you talk to the people that watch this team, is this is a group that's ready to make that step and ready to make that jump. And you talked about how the state semifinal is the – the game where this team has really struggled to make that big step. And this was a team that last year ended up just a step short by losing to Bishop Miege in that state semifinal. And you just get the feeling with this year's team that they are thinking state championship game or bust. But Similar you, you to the basketball at, team. I think, what is it, one and six in the semifinals? Right. How many of those six losses were to the eventual champions? I'll bet almost all of them. I bet a lot of them were, too. Yep. I mean, last year it, it was, and that's part of the luck or the bad luck of the draw. Right. With the way that these brackets typically work out, and when you bump into the 
St. Thomas Aquinas's, these Topeka Haydens, and these teams that are perennial powers at this level, Bishop Miege, it, it makes things a little tougher. Right. But this is an excited team. I think everybody involved with this program feels excited going into this week, and I think they're ready to hopefully spend the weekend in Emporium. And they, to me, they've got to put Thursday's game in the past. Right. As wonderful as it was, you got to put that in the past. It's a, it's a new game, brand new day, new team, and you know just you know be thankful that you played well last week, but you've got to play maybe even better tonight. And Valley Center, they're doing that on purpose because they played a very tough game against Hayes, right. where they gave up a penalty kick on a handball late. They went into not only one overtime, not only two overtimes, but three overtimes before they scored on a penalty kick, and so. I'm sure in their mind they're thinking, oh, we can play so much better than we did on Thursday. While McPherson, they probably had a, a pseudo-funeral for Thursday's games. So we're stopping talking about it, yeah. that we're moving on to what's coming up this week. One thing you don't want to see, if the wind does blow anywhere, over, let's say over 30 miles per hour, which is what's in the forecast, I don't want to see the game decided on a goal where the wind blows it over the top of the goalie. I want to see legit you know, legit scoring. I don't want to see... I, I, you, too legit to quit. Yeah, too legit. You don't want to see any uh, goals that just aren't earned. You want to see all goals earned. Steve, do you get the feeling we might have some overtime tonight? It would not surprise me. It'd be a fun way to end this run and, and end games at McPherson Stadium. Final last, home game of the year. Yeah, and as we are talking, the rain has started back up, so, you know... Here, Wonderful. Yeah, we had a respite there for a while, but I think at game time, it's only about... 30% chance at 6 o'clock. All right, Steve, we've got to take our final break. We're running out of time here today. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we are running out of time on the show today, but we are excited for Bullpup Soccer tonight. 6 o'clock, McPherson Stadium. We'll take the airbound 550. You feeling good about today? You think this rain's going to stop at any point? Oh, I do. I really do. You're optimistic today? I am always a half-full guy. You you know what, Steve? Now that you pointed out, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I, I think you are kind of joyful. I am joyful. Although some people would maybe call you snarky. I am snarky. Steve, are you excited for the Royals and the Cardinals to begin tonight? Oh, I-70 series? You bet I am. You trying to get some bragging rights over the bad Royals? Well, I need my Cardinals to get going, and what better team to get going against when the Royals come That's down. true. When they pop up on the schedule, as you long, begin to feel really, pretty good. Really, as long as Danny Duffy's not pitching, the Royals can't beat anybody right now. I think he's about the only the only time they wins when he's pitching anymore. All right, Steve. Any other words of advice for people? Go Bullpups. Get out there early, and if it's not raining, support the Bullpups, and then head to Emporia on Friday. What about in terms of the drainage? Don't shower? I'm not going to tell people what to do. They can make up their own minds. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm according, <laughs> I'm according to Jim. <laughs> I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight. 
According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.